0: When we as men invest our sexual energy into porn or into OnlyFans or any of those other kinds of services, we are diverting that energy away from finding actual people in the world to couple with. And we're we're getting, we're, we're getting our sexual needs satisfied in an artificial way through porn. And that ends up causing us to be much more isolated relationally. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Guiding Mind podcast. I am your host, Eric Almeida, here to dive into another episode where we tackle those burning questions that many of us men face. You know how it is, those moments where you're feeling a bit lost, your mind is telling you that something is wrong and you don't see a path forward. That's what we're here for. As a coach, I'm in the trenches every day working with men who are seeking that compass, that roadmap to becoming the best version of themselves, whether it's seeing a clear path with your career, hearing from loved ones how much they value you, or feeling a deep sense of purpose. We're going to talk about it all. Today's questions include, what is wrong with my generation? How do I deal with my resentful mom? Dealing with stereotypes as a male bachelor, and I'm stuck in the rat race of life. So let's start with our first question, compliments of Reddit, titled, Am I the asshole for judging my generation? So I ain't no Mother Teresa, but I just don't know what people in my generation are doing. I was going through Instagram and I was just spanned with girls twerking and even fitness models who post pictures of their backsides toward the camera. And it confused me, as many people believe, those who I know as well, that these things including the WAP challenge as women empowerment, which makes no logical sense, and trying to debate with them as well has turned to a I'm right and you're wrong shut up kind of situation. And how some even take pride that they're able to play with multiple guys at the same time. And there are also so many that have this distaste towards men. Now the guys, goodness me, I've never seen hormones reach such highs. I've known guys who'll do anything to be recognized and some who actually pay for OnlyFans or porn subscriptions. People get shit-faced, do drugs, have no goals in life, and just want to sleep left and right and center with some, and some are even misogynistic. I'm a 2000s guy, but I just feel this kind of degeneracy, and I'm really scared. Am I the asshole for being judgmental? So short answer, no. You're not an asshole for your judgment of what you're seeing your generation doing. And truthfully, what you're talking about here is the dark side of both the feminine movement and also what's currently going on with men. And so the feminine movement has gotten to this place where there women are being told that they can basically do whatever they want and to engage in what would be more typical masculine behaviors, being more sexually upfront and more sexually promiscuous. That, and that would have no consequence and that's part of women empowerment and what women don't realize young women don't realize is that that comes with a cost so in typical relationship dynamics a woman doesn't really care very much how many partners a man has had as long as that man is willing to commit to her the reverse is not true men do care about how many partners the women that they're with have had and so what's so an unfortunate side effect of the women's movement and women being so much more sexually promiscuous today is that when the, when those women are finally willing and ready to settle down they are they have actually dramatically reduced the pool of men who would want to partner with them because the high body counts that they're accumulating and these kinds of behaviors of being so promiscuous online is gonna turn a lot of men off. And so on the masculine side, you've got similar problems too, like you were saying, of men investing so much of themselves into OnlyFans and into porn, and them also kind of just going rampant when it comes to being sexually promiscuous. It also comes at a cost for men, in particular, the pornography component, because when we as men invest our sexual energy into porn or into OnlyFans or any of those other kinds of services, we are diverting that energy away from finding actual people in the world to couple with, and we're we're getting, we're, we're getting our sexual needs satisfied in an artificial way through porn. And that ends up causing us to be much more isolated relationally, and so, so are you the asshole for being judgmental about what your generation is doing? And this is, this is very common for younger generations and being born in the two thousands. This is something even affecting my generation as being a millennial, and so, no, and you having this sense of judgment is actually a good thing because you're pointing out some components of contemporary society that are flawed. Now, should you know, did are there components of the women in power movement that needed to happen? Yes, women needed to have more freedom when it comes to how they want to sexually express themselves and the same thing with men. So there are good components of the women, women empowerment movement and all of that. But we're also, based on the examples he gave, we're seeing the negative components of it. There's one thing to have sexual freedom it's another thing to to take it to the extremes. And once again all of our actions do have consequences good and bad and women are beginning to wake up to the fact that it's not very fulfilling to just have random sex with lots of men. You know, men may get the gratification when they do that themselves, the the sexual release. But you're, both sides are missing the deeper connections that can happen from ha- being in a more committed relationship. And unfortunately, the generation is, your generation is learning this on the fly. And so it'll be interesting to see how things change as these young 20-somethings get into their 30s and want to settle down and, and the challenges that will face them there. But good question. We're going to take a quick break from this episode. I'm going to ask for you to like and subscribe. Liking and subscribing helps the channel out a ton. And if you happen to know other men in your life who you think would benefit from hearing this kind of guidance and this kind of advice, share it with them. It helps the channel out a ton and I would greatly appreciate it. All right. Our next question titled, I need help on how to move forward communicating with my mom. For context, we had a snowstorm hit us yesterday and I had a to shovel the snow from the driveway. By the time I reached outside, my mom was already there and got halfway down the driveway. No problem, that makes things easier. So I grabbed my shovel and brush to clean the snow off my car first and then shovel. During that time, my mom and I ended up clashing on what's the best way to clean the snow. She's a perfectionist, so there was some disagreeing on how to go about it. From there, we ended up getting into an argument and she said something along the lines of, You think you know everything and I'm dumb. This wasn't a one-off thing and she says this all the time, which pisses me off because there were plenty of moments I actually did listen to her. Back then in my earlier years, I would just be quiet and take it, but now I'm at the point where I bite back just as hard, which is exactly what happened. Keep in mind what I described in the above paragraph is a single scenario that happened recently. After doing a lot of self-work, I realized my parents are not emotionally present people and constantly bickering at each other, which affects me and my brother growing up in that same household. There were a lot of personal and social issues I had to work on, which a lot of them I realized came from the home I'm still living under. If you're thinking this is a small thing, if you guys get upset over small things and there's some deeper resentment going on, all I have to say is, you're right. My mom and dad are religious people and they come from a Hindu background. They're with each other to fulfill religious duties and raise us as they see it as their duty, which is nothing wrong with that. But I believe my parents resent each other, my mom showing that view, ranting over the slightest agitation, and my dad being the meek peacemaker who's dishonest with himself. Due to them not actually loving each other, and I feel in turn that made me resent them because they basically set up an environment where my brother and I would be emotionally and mentally scarred just by being near them, and this translated to our social and romantic lives as well. Academics wasn't affected because my culture greatly valued that. Me too. My brother got lucky because growing up, he had a good group of friends that kept him sane and gave him a boost in his social life where I ended up hanging out with other reclusive people and therefore had to read a bunch of social skills and self-help books just to get to where I needed to be. My brother and I didn't get along back then, and because I felt like I couldn't be at peace with my own family, my move was to move out and never speak to them again. But now he's recently seeing a therapist for about a year now, and I noticed some differences with him. Now we're working to try to start from a new foundation. It's been hard to bring myself there mentally, but I'm willing to give it a shot. When it comes to my parents, though, we've had a history of calling out their shit over and over again and them excusing it one way or another. I have to put this in general terms because this kind of communication style happens so often that it's hard to keep count. Anyways, leading up to now, there will be points where I realize I was wrong and have to apologize for it. I can't say if the situation was one where I am right or wrong, as the discussion on hindsight wasn't that important in the future. At the end of the day, we shoveled all the snow, but I do notice there's a cycle of me apologizing and her saying apology is not enough. Even then, sometimes I think back on the times I said sorry for things I probably shouldn't have apologized for, but did regardless of that. Now I'm trying to figure out how to move forward with my mom. My dad is someone who doesn't complain a lot. He too would sometimes throw fits, but I find dealing with him to be easier as so he doesn't do it at a level like my mom does. With her, she'll always, with her, she'll actually hold on to the resentment and never let go until all of us relents. Her word's basically becoming a swirling tornado once she gets started, and the only thing I can do in those situations is either make that tornado stronger myself and get myself agitated or ride it out. Either way, this upsets my brain after all that is said and done. Overall, she can't change how she feels, I can't change how I feel, and some of my strategies to try to calm and fix the situation are no longer working. I don't think this pattern is going to stop until I fully move out of the house for my own peace of mind, and even that's hard to do considering high housing prices right now, but I'm working towards a financially stable future. So until then, it seems like I have to be on survival mode when dealing with her, whether she bickers at me or my dad. She's not going to stop doing it at anytime, but when that does happen, I want to be emotionally detached as much much as possible. Only problem is I don't know how to do that when I'm exposed to it 24-7, and this is where my challenge is. I could spend time away from the house as much as I can, but most of my friends are usually busy doing something, so I'd be bored. I could stay at home and distract myself by playing games, but I'll always be in earshot when the shouting moments do arrive. I understand whatever I'm seeking to help move forward with this as a temporary measure, unless you guys have something better, that I constantly have to to deal with it until the day I move out arrives. So yeah, I would like some help here. So thank you for sharing that saga when it comes to what you're dealing with with your folks, in particular your mom. And so there are some practical things that you can do to deal with this situation. The first thing is you understanding that you are not responsible for this dynamic that your mom keeps playing, both with you, your brother, and your father. That is her playing out her own resentments and vomiting her resentments and her perfectionism onto everyone else around her. Now, what can you do practically when that happens? Fighting against her as you're seeing and as you've described doesn't work. Trying to make her realize what she's doing, as you've already said, doesn't work what I would say to you is don't engage with it at all. It's a losing battle. She, she wants, she is using everyone else to process her own emotions with and to vomit her feelings onto other people. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to anyone else in your family. But that is what the situation that you're in for the time being. So what I would say to you is don't engage. Don't engage with her at all remove yourself from the situation and even like you said apologizing in her opinion isn't enough anyway so if you don't if you don't feel like you did anything wrong don't even bother with that it sounds it's she has created a dynamic that it's a losing battle no matter what you do don't play the game don't engage with her in that kind of way walk away disengage you know go to your room close the door or leave the house whatever She's going to escalate in the short term when you do that because she's gonna. She's so used to being able to impose herself onto her family and onto you. But you don't have to play that game. You don't. And so don't play the game. What you can focus on practically as well is, is getting out of the house. I don't know how old you are, but you're not saying anything about school too much here. So I'm going to assume that you're at least 18. And that you did say that you want to move out, but you're saying, you know, housing prices, blah, 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 is slowing you down. Do not use that as an excuse to build up the financial means that you need to get out. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be able to afford to buy a house the moment you move out of your parents house. I'm not saying you're gonna be able to afford to, to rent an apartment by yourself. But what I am saying is you have the full power and authority for you to get a job, for you to make as much money as you can, which gets you out of the house and away from your mom anyway, and to build up enough funds for you to leave this situation because it's not healthy and you can't, she's the only one that could break this dynamic and you can't do that. And especially you being her son, she's going to discredit any guidance you give her anyway, even if what your guidance you're trying to give her is right. And so I would focus primarily on that. Get a job, build up as much money as you can, and then move out. And move out into whatever situation that you feel suits you that is safe. So if that means you getting an apartment with a bunch of friends and sharing the rent with multiple people, do that. If that means you renting a room from someone and someone and subletting a room from them or something like that, do that. If that means you couch surfing for a little while, if things get really bad at home, and then before moving onto your own place, then do that. Find like, it doesn't have to be a perfect situation when you move out on your own, but you have the power to get out of the situation, assuming you are a legal adult. And I would say, aim your goal towards that because when you start seeing yourself working and building up the funds to get out of the situation and seeing the funds building in your bank account or you know at you know at home or whatever that's going to build the momentum in yourself of knowing you're going to get out of the situation because right now the way you're talking it's you're not you're not you're presenting it like you're trapped and that you're forever stuck dealing with your mom who's never going to change. You, you, you painted a picture that no matter what I do, I'm screwed and I'm stuck dealing with this. That is not true. So to repeat, you're not responsible for your mom. You don't have to engage with her and get a job, get a bunch of jobs and get out of there and whatever situation you can, as soon as you can. That's within your power. All right. Good question, though. And unfortunately, that happens a lot. This episode is sponsored by The Guiding Mind, which is my coaching practice where I work with men who are going through similar struggles like I'm talking about in this episode today and who are looking to have another fellow man in their life to provide them with guidance and to help walk them through the difficulties that they're having either in their relationship or in their job. So if you or someone you know is in need of that kind of guidance, just go to www.theguidingmind.com. And you can set up a free check-in call with me so that we can see how I can be of service to you and then I can help guide you through whatever difficulties that you're experiencing at this time. Okay, next question. Are bachelor men supposed to have less stuff? Like there's this stereotype that bachelor men have very few wants and necessities and also comfort toys are a strict no-no. Is that true? Do I have to conform to this? Will I be judged and excluded if I don't conform to this? So, no, I'm not even sure where you're getting this stereotype from, but a bachelor man can do whatever he wants. He has the most freedom as a bachelor man because he doesn't have, he's not with his family and he doesn't have a girlfriend, a wife, or kids. So, can you buy as many comfort toys as you want? Yeah. Whatever the hell it is the video games, the gaming computer, the fancy clothes, the fancy car you're a bachelor. You're an adult male. Do whatever you want. Use your funds how you want to do it. Um, are you going to be excluded if you don't conform to not have, of having less stuff? Excluded by who? I, I I really don't know what you're talking about here. Like, you can do whatever you want. Are people going to judge you? Yeah, of course they are. They're going to judge you no matter what you do. So, do the, so if you're a bachelor and you're t- able to sustain yourself, then do what you want to do within reason you know buy the things you want to buy live in the places you want to live do the jobs you want to do the the once again when you're a bachelor you have the most freedom you're not you're not dealing with family you're not dealing with school you're not dealing with a girlfriend or a wife you're not dealing with kids so you have the most freedom so you can do whatever you want and A lot of times bachelor men have less stuff because they tend to be younger and just can't afford to most of the time. But otherwise, all of these stereotypes and judgment, all this conformity that you're expressing, I have no idea what you're talking about. And if that's out there, you don't have to listen to it because people are going to judge you no matter what you're what you do. Might as well do things that suit you. So, all right, next question. Just want to vent and say, fuck this world, cost of living is so damn high, and all you can do anymore is focus on the rat race of life constantly. Just tired of no matter what life seems to bleed you down to zero. It just gets frustrating. I think the most irritating part is it's going to keep getting worse. Everything is going to keep getting higher and higher. There will never be a chance to save anything to get anywhere. It's just work, work, work till you die. Just venting. Luckily for the system, I am not going anywhere anytime soon so they'll still get years of work out of me while I watch my life and my family go by in a blink of an eye while I know the only thing I can do fo- is look forward to once grown is paying bills of their own while I'm, I will still probably be working till I'm 90 oh well spent too much time now focusing on the grind already today gotta get back to the grind wish all of you nothing but the best and hope each of you can find a way out of the rat race someday till we can until then we can all suck this rotten egg together. Good God. So I know you're just venting here, but the mindset that you have around your life is God awful. And so it does seem like it does sound like you're in a very hard financial situation and that there's a lot of financial pressure on you. And, but the thing is that The way you're looking at the world, the mindset that you have, makes it seem like you're just screwed forever, that you're going to have to work until you're old and decrepit, like you were saying in your 90s, and that no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work, you're always going to be screwed, that you're never going to have enough, and that you're just going to be blood dry, to use your own words. If you walk into life with that kind of mindset then that is exactly the life that you will create for yourself. One where you're o- where it's you're never making enough and that you're always screwed and that you never can get anywhere making any kind of progress and everyone everyone around you is screwed. And that's a crappy awful way to look at your life and that is a crappy awful way to live a life. But you have control over how you see yourself. The world is not this bad forever. Though situationally, yes, I don't know the details of what you're where you are financially. But are there do we all go through moments through life where our finances can be tight and that we're having to to do the grind in order for us to make progress and to sustain ourselves? Yes. That happens to all of us. But we have control over how what the future that we want to create for ourselves. So Look at the life that you have. Ask yourself, you know, what am I spending money on? Where's my money going? How much money am I making? Can I make more? You know, am I spending money on things that I shouldn't be spending money on or that are frivolous? You know, am I not making enough money to sustain the lifestyle that I have? This is something that we Americans do to ourselves all the time where we put ourselves in this paycheck to paycheck situation and bury ourselves with debt to try to have a certain kind of lifestyle that in that particular moment, we can't sustain. You know, we do that by financing or leasing expensive cars. We do that by living in places that the rent is way too expensive. You know, we do that by, by not looking for jobs that pay better or not working enough or underutilizing our skills are, are staying in jobs that pay crappy and not looking f- to be able to, to up-level our skills and up-level our abilities. And so the key is is your mentality around being able to get yourself out of the situation. Because if you believe that you can't go anywhere, if you believe that it's just going to be work, work, work all the time and you're not going to make any progress, then that is literally the life you will have. So I'll give a personal story. The last business that I owned, I had an antique store before I got into coaching. I did that for a year. It was a complete financial failure. Complete financial failure. Made no money. And I lived completely off of credit cards for the business and myself at that time, which was really, really stupid. Do not recommend. And my husband and I, partially because of that, and partially because of debts we already had, had a had over a hundred and twenty thousand dollars of consumer debt after all all things added together, not including our mortgage, and so that scared the absolute crap out of us. But we were able to put our heads together and work together and dig ourselves out of that hole, and we were able to successfully pay off a hundred that hundred and twenty thousand dollars in consumer debt in a year and a half. Now, that was un- that was very hard, but required an immense amount of, of intention that required both of us to work very, very hard. We sold an immense amount of stuff and we cut back on an immense amount of our personal spending to make that happen. We lived like we were broke because we were. And bec- even though uh, from the outsider, people would think that we were normal middle-class people. And unfortunately, we were meaning that we were in crazy amounts of debt but what allowed us to get there was having the mindset that it was possible and so that's what i'm going to say to you good sir of you have to believe that you can that you can better yourself and to act and that your efforts with work and with your life are going to give you value you have to want to believe that and then change your actions to make those beliefs reality. Otherwise you will live this life that you just described here, that you're just going to hate yourself. You're going to hate your life and everything around you. And you're just going to get resentful and angry. And that's that anger is going to destroy you one way or another. If you enjoyed this content and you're looking for more videos, just like this one, click over here. I have lots more videos of me commenting on men looking for advice.